Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life in the Red podcast presented by the Lincoln Journal Star. Big news today Jordy Ball coming to Nebraska, officially transferring from Oklahoma. So big news on the softball and volleyball front. Luke Mullen, your host, Amy Just, and Wilson Moore here with you as usual. And this is huge news. You wrote, it's one of the biggest, you know, transfer portal moves of all time. Jordy Ball, the nation's best college softball pitcher coming to Nebraska. Let's just jump in. I mean, immediate reaction to that, uh, that big news. Um, it's, uh, it was an expletive. Um, so can't yep. say it, but y'all can uh, probably uh, guess which one it was. It's holy something. Um, was the first thing that I thought on Monday when she w- announced that she was going to transfer and transfer, you know, home, right? So she uh, on Monday when she said that it was she didn't say explicitly where she was going. Um, you know, everybody kind of inferred that it would be here, um, but you know, she didn't say, so couldn't assume anything, right? Because uh, you never know. Sometimes people do wild things, including you know, leaving Oklahoma in the first place. Is uh, is pretty wild. So, but yeah, no, I think I texted Wilson my uh, my immediate reaction. Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> it was what you just said. It was yeah. less. Uh, you didn't censor yourself in the text, but no, yeah, of course not. Of course not. But gotta be gotta be nice to the listeners. But yeah, no, I mean, as I wrote in my column, there is no comparison out there for what has just happened. Um, the closest present day you could hypothetically get would be USC's Caleb Williams, who, you know, reigning Heisman Trophy winner, um, transferring to Maryland. That would be the closest hypothetical. And yet that doesn't come close because he's not a two-time national champion. Um, you know, I tried to come up with uh, some potential uh comparisons and Zach Eady um Purdue's big man is from Canada so can't really transfer home um you know in women's basketball Angel Reese uh from LSU she was at her hometown not hometown but home state school before she transferred to LSU so that wouldn't quite make sense um so yeah just present day not really a great comparison for that which is amazing because the most outstanding player at the Women's College World Series, she has only lost two of her starts in the last two years. I mean, like almost 400 strikeouts um, through like almost 300 innings pitched. Like she is phenomenal. And for her to go from a program like Oklahoma, which has won three straight titles and then I believe six titles in the last 10 years, like the powerhouse of college softball to come to Nebraska, who you know hasn't made the College World Series in quite a long time and definitely hasn't been to the final game in almost 40 years. So yeah, for a lot of words that I just said, I'm 
still speechless. Yeah. So let's let's get into, you know, some of the reasons why this is such a big move. Uh, of course, you know, you, you briefly mentioned, I mean, her success there at Oklahoma has just been incredible. Uh, in those two years, 44 and two record ERA of one, 397 strikeouts, just under 300 innings pitched. Uh, so obviously a, a workhorse there in the circle, you know, as you kind of expect your dominant pitcher to be. Oklahoma, as you mentioned, those back-to-back uh, national championships have an NCAA record 53-game win streak. I mean, she was she pitched lights out the entire NCAA tournament, especially in the Women's College World Series. Uh, so really, really interesting, as you mentioned, you know, to see a player moving like that. But I mean, Wilson, you've you followed the Nebraska softball team, you know, this last year. I mean, what was what was your immediate thoughts when when you knew that the nation's best player was was coming coming back to Nebraska? Yeah, I was shocked. Just like Amy said, I, it's hard to overstate what this does for Nebraska next season. They go from a solid team, a fringe tournament team with some holes, some question marks to immediately the Big Ten fit favorites possibly you know this might be their best chance at going to Oklahoma City since the last time they went in the early 2010s that's so much changes with one player coming in that's what Jordy Ball does they have uh maybe the best pitcher in the country and suddenly just a completely different perspective um Ronda Ravel at the last game of the season when the season ended in Stillwater Oklahoma was talking about we took a step forward this year. We want to take another step forward. Jordy Ball is a pitcher that allows you to skip steps. And I think that's the big thing. She's, uh, what, two or three years of eligibility left, too? Yeah, two, two, yeah. To, two, two to play, or, or three to play two. So yeah. in the ungodly event that something happened, two yeah, to play, and, or three to play two. Yeah, and th- those two years, that is Nebraska's window now. Which, yeah, and this is only the beginning. A player of her caliber will naturally draw other players of high caliber here. So this is just the first domino. It would not surprise me if they if Nebraska picked up uh, other commitments from other talented softball players who want to play with Jordy. So yeah, it's going to be it's already been a really interesting offseason, but it can continue to be a really interesting offseason. It's funny, too, because we we sat here a couple times talking about, oh, how are they going to replace Courtney Wallace? And they just go out and, you know, get the most dominant pitcher all season. So that definitely answers those questions. You know, who's going to eat up those innings, be that key pitcher? Uh, but, you know, there's kind of this question, too, like how or why is that happening? And admittedly, you know, we, we haven't talked to Jordy. She would, you know, she would have all the answers for that. But what we do know is from what she said, you know, just that desire to be closer to home and also just the the strong relationships that she's had with this Nebraska coaching staff. Yeah, so she committed to Nebraska when she was in eighth grade. You can't do that anymore. That is against NCAA rules. Um, and she had been committed to them for a long time before deciding to reopen things up uh, in 2019. And she got a ton of interest. Uh, I mean, you all remember, um, she led uh, Papio to three straight state titles and two straight undefeated seasons. So, you know, there were all eyes on her and she got a ton of offers from a ton of like powerhouse programs, uh, Washington for one, like, I mean, the list continues. Um, Nebraska is still very interested in her, obviously. 
Um, she ended up choosing to go to Oklahoma and I mean, it couldn't have worked out better for her. She's had so much success there. And yeah, it just one thing that is really important to her, as she talked about, is relationships and the relationships that he ha- she has with her family. Uh, she's got an older brother and two younger brothers and her parents. And as it pertains to the Nebraska coaching staff, uh, Rhonda Ravel is still here. And then so is uh, pitching coach Lori Sipple. And I think that is really important, too, because that's who was recruiting her all the way back when. For sure. And I mean, thinking about her softball journey a little bit, I mean, that that time at Papio, everybody knew she was going to be a superstar, right? You know, I, th- I think she had like a 0.3, like 0.2 ERA. It was just incredible. Something insane like that. You know, that, two-time yes. Gatorade Player of the Year. And um, yeah, two-time for Nebraska. And then yep. the national Gatorade Player of the Year, her senior year as well. So Everybody knew who she was, and it's just amazing how much she has continued to excel and succeed. And to that point, too, like I I remember she was uh, like the Cornhusker State Games, like special guest right after high school. I mean, she was she hadn't even pitched collegiately yet. And everybody around the state, around Lincoln, you know, people who follow athletics knew how special Jordy Ball was. So to see her coming here to Nebraska will be incredible. What do you think this kind of means for for the atmosphere around this uh the softball program next year so nebraska was and i put it in my column the specific number but they were in the top like 30 for attendance this year for you know around uh, the ncaa they averaged a thousand a very nice neat round number uh (laughs) for uh each home game um and their ballpark seats what like twenty five hundred something like that, Wilson. So that sounds right. That not based on anything, but just like eyeballing it. Yeah, yeah. So I would imagine that the ballpark is going to be very full next season. Uh, I don't know if Nebraska can dethrone Oklahoma in terms of attendance, but I mean they're they're going to vault up there for sure, and you know people are going to watch, going to want to watch her play. Um, if you have the means and you want season tickets for softball, I would figure that out ASAP. Because uh, there's going to be demand to get into those games. Those games, um, it's going to be hard to find those $6 tickets. Yeah, first home game, first Big Ten game, you know, those late season games, those are going to be really fun, really hot tickets. Um, what I'm interested too, and I'm I'm sure this is kind of a little bit more guesswork right now, you know, we won't know until you talk to Coach Ravel, but what I'm wondering is, is she going to be able to hit a little bit more? Because, you know, the demands at a program like Oklahoma, I mean, they recruit so well, obviously, you win national title in a row. I mean, they they have tons and tons of great hitters. And Jordy still got eight at-bats as a freshman, 32 at-bats for sophomore year. Do you think that that might be part of the part of the equation here? It'll be interesting to see how that works out. And yeah, like you said, you know, we're not going to know until a little bit later, Ronda Ravel showed a willingness to kind of cycle through, you know, who's the designated player. Um, it was Courtney Wallace a lot at the at the end of the season. But, you know, we saw Alina Felix get some time in there. Dakota Carter, Talia Tokheim, who was great for about two weeks as a freshman before getting injured. I wonder if she's kind of the default incumbent just for the way she hit or early in the season. But, yeah, that'll be an interesting spot. I think to that point with, you know, what. Nebraska asks of her if she hits what you talked about filling Courtney Wallace's role. I think in a perfect world, uh, the Huskers don't uh, push ball quite as hard as they did Wallace. Uh, Courtney Wallace pitched more than 200 innings and it was out of necessity more than 
anything. Kaylin Kinney was injured. She'll be back. She got a redshirt year. And a couple of the uh, recruits coming in, the incoming freshmen, um, are two-way players, pitchers. So I think the hope on Nebraska's side is they have a little more pitching depth this uh, this upcoming season than they did last year and don't have to push ball to the 200-inning mark like they did Wallace. But yeah, it'll be interesting to watch what they expect of her, what they ask of her, especially considering her first year at Oklahoma, she did deal with some injuries. Yeah, no, great point. I mean, you got to manage that stuff over the course of the season. A lot of demands, you know, being that uh, that key starting pitcher. So good, good point there. And like you said, I mean, it, it elevates things. Last Nebraska last made it to Women's College World Series in 2013. But, you know, a little bit of a smaller goal first, you know, Big Ten. Obviously, there's some changes, you know, within the conference. Teams are are losing players, adding players of their own. But you have to imagine this this addition puts Nebraska right up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, Northwestern, the defending champ lost some major contributors. It's kind of open and Nebraska, there's there's no one stopping Nebraska from jumping into that spot. For sure. So we will see what other uh, perhaps offseason additions Nebraska softball can make. Big, big news there uh, with Jordy Ball uh, joining the fray, but not the only big news this week from a Jordan. Uh, the Nebraska volleyball team, Husker volleyball legend Jordan Larson, uh, she will be Nebraska's third assistant coach for the 2023 season. Jalen Reyes and Kelly Hunter, of course, the other two. And this move, it kind of it kind of just makes sense, right? I mean, she is as decorated as you can get in a player, and she was looking to get some uh, some coaching experience. Yeah, so she is at the age of 36 now, still the best American volleyball player, period. She is still incredibly dominant. She is vying for her fourth Olympics for next year. That's why we had to do the Zoom with her yesterday. She's not here right now. She's training, um, uh, playing uh, with one of the international uh, circuits that she's in and then uh after that she'll get two weeks off and then we'll go to poland for uh the olympic trials basically to see who you know which which teams will make the olympics for paris next year so and she will probably be on that team so she's got one of the rare olympic feats she's got an olympic gold an olympic silver olympic bronze and she has won just about every accolade you could possibly win in a volleyball uniform, regardless of where you are playing. Um, she is amazing. She is phenomenal. Just grab a thesaurus, honestly. Every word uh, pertaining to good, uh, great, uh, is applicable for her. So for Nebraska to get her as their third assistant coach is incredibly important and this has been in the works for a couple of years uh, she and john cook have been kind of talking behind the scenes about you know bringing her back here and obviously with the ncaa changing the rules um to add a third assistant coach not just for volleyball but for baseball as well um and good that is you need to do that you need more assistant coaches um it's not fair that football has like 90 million and uh volleyball and baseball we had two uh, paid assistance. So sorry for the tangent there. But I mean, this is just awesome. Uh, spoke with John Cook today. He said that the reaction when he told the players, some of them cried. Um, they were just so overwhelmed by the fact that 
not just the best former Nebraska volleyball player, but the best volleyball player period uh, in America is going to coach them. It's, I mean, shocking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if so many, I'm sure, young athletes, you know, grew up playing volleyball, seeing Jordan Larson, you know, maybe not, she wasn't necessarily an idol, but you know, she's one of the best. And now she's coming to coach you. And oh, yeah, her jersey numbers retired here at the school, too. So, I mean, an all-time great at the school, you know, internationally. I mean, I, I think the fact that she's going for four straight Olympics, I mean, that is just incredible. Regardless of sport, I'm sure, you know, that's a pretty small list of people who have accomplished that. And in regards to her coaching, too, I think it's, it's a great step for her. I uh, had briefly kind of been a volunteer assistant at Texas and then kind of made her way into Nebraska, uh, worked with the teams at Midland and Elkhorn North. I know that Elkhorn North really appreciated uh, having her there on the bench and, and helping the team uh, with that uh, in that season. And so getting that chance to, to be an assistant coach, it's going to be interesting too, because she does have to work around those Olympic commitments, you know, anything else going on, but just the potential there, you know, working with a hitter like Lindsey Krause or Harper Murray, I mean, you have to think that the way that she can elevate those players is is going to be pretty special. Yeah, Merritt Beeson talked about that today, um, and she is over the moon to learn from Jordan. So one of the things that's going to work to Nebraska's benefit is um, they use uh, this uh, website software thing um, called Volumetrics, and it has all of your film on there. And you can write on it and give notes and do feedback. And so you can do that from anywhere. So like if Jordan uh, goes to Korea next week, like she can still watch video and, you know, give feedback and chat with um, the pin hitters um, in real time, regardless of where she is, as long as she has Wi-Fi. So that's going to be really helpful. You know, video chats and Zooms and FaceTimes and all of those things. Um, are going to be really beneficial um, in the interim before she gets back in September. Absolutely. So one of the best in the business, uh, they're joining the Nebraska volleyball coaching staff. And a few other updates that we have for other Nebraska sports before we close out this episode. We were talking about the uh, track and field outdoor championships in our last episode. Those did wrap up in the official final placements. By the way, the Husker women finishing in eighth place there at the outdoor championships. Best finish uh, since fourth place in 2006, and also a very, very respectable finish for the men as well, finishing 17th, best mark since 2016, high jumper Tyus Wilson and hurdler Darius Luff, both first team All-American honors. Uh, just credit to that entire uh, Nebraska track and field coaching staff. I mean, two of their, two of their best finishes in a, in a long time. Yeah, I like I said on a podcast previous, what Justin St. Clair and the staff have been able to do is incredibly phenomenal you know all of those throwers you know following justin here and them doing incredibly well this season um just a testament to you know how the player not players this is track uh, how the athletes view him and respect him and i just i can't wait to see what the future for nebraska track looks like because in year one pretty dang good yeah, a lot, a lot of talent coming back. So we will look forward to that indoor season uh, there in the fall. And for the Nebraska baseball team, just a quick staffing change up to update you there on 
pitching coach Jeff Christie, no longer with the program. Uh, he parted ways with Nebraska, but familiar face will be replacing him, a former Nebraska assistant, longtime Texas A&M head coach Rob Childress. Him and Will Bolt, they have been two peas in a pod for a very long time. Uh, Bolt was Childress's assistant coach there at A&M for about five years. After he left that spot, he came back here to Nebraska, served as the director of player development. Uh, so Childress taking over in that role, I think, will be fantastic. A uh, very experienced, experienced coach knows what uh, knows what he needs to do to improve that pitching staff. And like I said, him and Bolt are, are very well aligned. Oh, yeah. I mean, no brainer pickup here. Absolutely. I mean, you have to be regardless of what sport it is, football, volleyball, at least any sport, you have to be on the same page as coaches. You look at Matt Rule and how he brought in a lot of people who have worked with him before or played for him. You know, I mean, John Cook and all of the assistants that he has had over the years that he has either worked with or they played for him. Jordan Larson, who we literally just talked about, you know, played for him. Kelly Hunter. Kelly Hunter. Like, you know, and so this, like when you work together with somebody before, you know what to expect out of each other and it's a seamless transition if you get along and they get along well. So it's just, that's the way it goes in athletics. And so no brainer. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yep. Husker baseball moving forward there. Rob Childress as the new pitching coach and a couple quick commits to touch on here for the football team uh, for the 2024 class now up to nine commits after punter Camden Cook, uh, son of former Husker, longtime NFL punter there with the Ravens. Sam Cook, he joins the 2024 class. Uh, very highly regarded, uh, you know, a different uh, punding, kicking camps and whatnot, you know, very well trained, obviously, uh, with his dad and and some other trainers he's been working with. But I think kind of the interesting piece there is Nebraska added Tristan Alvano in state scholarship kicker in the 23 recruiting class. You're bringing in a punter in 24 and Brian Buscini still has two years uh, of eligibility remaining, you know, whether he returns for next year, we don't know yet. But Potentially, that's that's three scholarships for uh, for specialists. If Bushini does come back, I mean, obviously there's there's a lot of scholarships to work with, but pretty pretty good investment from uh, from Nebraska there on the special teams unit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I um I think the special teams was pretty solid a year a year ago. Timmy Bleakrod was good. Brian Bushini was was solid, and yeah, it's clearly a priority for this coaching staff. And the other big pickup, uh, 2025 recruiting class. Omaha North defensive lineman Tyson Terry. Uh, just been super impressed with him the last couple of years, just watching him play, watching him develop. I mean, he's already a, a two-time state champion in, in the heavyweight wrestling class. Uh, really impressive out there. And he's he's been a varsity contributor since a freshman at Omaha North. Uh, one interesting tidbit I had about this, I, I did put it in some of my takes, but talking to Omaha North head coach Larry Martin, uh, he mentioned that when Nebraska was recruiting Tyson, uh, a few months ago, when they were making these visits out to schools, you know, January, when they had first kind of gotten uh, gotten their rounds around the state, uh, defensive coordinator Tony White, he stopped by Omaha North. He was making the rounds through Omaha, and he was like, you know, where's Tyson? I want to talk to Tyson. Well, he was out at a, a wrestling meet there at the Metro Conference, and so White said, hey, no problem. I'll, I'll keep going out places. He said, I'll come back later tonight, and he ended up going to that wrestling meet, seeing Tyson Terry there, uh, you know, making making that connection, which I think showing that intent, you know, means a lot. And Ed Foley also doing a great job. He's visited Omaha North multiple times. Uh, Terry, by the way, he came came to Lincoln, took an official visit and uh, made that decision. So two, two 2025, 2020, 
20, 25 commits. <laughs> Excuse me, too many, uh, too many twos here. Uh, Tyson Terry, Caden Vermas, both in-state guys. Uh, Vermas there from Miller North. So I think off to a, a very strong start with that uh, that class for the Nebraska football staff. And more recruiting coming in this weekend. There will be visitors. There's going to be a big Friday night lights camp. So make sure to stay tuned, journalstar.com. I'll be there. Uh, see if there's any uh, any big recruits, any big news. Uh, but I think that's all we got after this uh, important impromptu episode. We had to get let the people know Jordy Ball's coming. I mean, if there is a time to do an emergency podcast, it is the week that Nebraska gets Jordy Ball and Jordan Larson. What a week for women's sports. Yeah, two greats, two greats uh, coming to Nebraska. So make sure to uh, stay tuned. Wilson on Softball News. I'll be watching the recruiting scene, uh, more stuff to come at journalstar.com. And we don't know. We'll see you. We'll see eventually. We'll be back uh, soon enough with any updates that we have. But appreciate all of you listeners and viewers. This has been the Life in the Red podcast. We'll catch you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.